When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, what's going on, Michigan Maniacs? This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, Before we get going, always check out the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. just join, give us a like. Uh, always a great time. I talk to, actually, I've become quite friendly with a lot of you great fans, and it has really been a fantastic time. It's only going to get better next season. Uh, as close knit we get, we just enjoy talking shit about football, talking shit about Michigan State, Ohio State, crapping on all those dudes. It's fantastic. You should join us and uh, just join in the fun. Anyways, if you could also go to wherever you listen to this or Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave a review, that would be fantastic because that will only help us next season get seen more often by those podcast platforms that want to push their more popular shows. That would be fantastic. Uh, So please do that for me. That would be fantastic, like I already said. So let's get into this. Um. I'm going to talk a little bit about the spring game, which I didn't go to, and I'll tell you why, and also basketball. So before we do anything, yes, I blew up last time about the Michigan basketball team. Not happy, still not happy about what they did, but they lo- uh, Michigan State went out and lost to Texas Tech, so made, it, made the loss a little bit easier to deal with. Um, also... Uh, you know, I listen, I love the basketball team. I love basketball, but I'm just not as passionate about it as I am football. It is basically the stepchild in my family. I love them. I want them to feel like I pay attention to them. But at the end of the day, I'm not uh, I'm not going to shed tears about what goes on with these kids, even though I probably should. But my number one love of all time is still Michigan football, always will be, and that's just kind of where I'm at right now. But we'll get out of basketball here real quick, but let me just throw in a few uh, opinions, okay? So it looks like we're going to lose three kids uh, from our team to the NBA draft. Uh, the good thing about the college basketball way of doing it compared to college football is even if they do get uh, agents, they can still enter back into college if they get to, the uh, I don't know, right before the draft or something like that and they figure out where they're going to be. I know there's a certain date. I think it's sometime in May. If they get out before then, then they can rejoin college. So hopefully those guys do it. But I'll be honest, out of the three, um, Iggy, from the start, you kind of had the feeling he was a one-and-done kid uh, just because he's 20. Uh, 
He's a little bit more mature. Everything you've ever heard of him, he was very boastful. He kind of seemed like this was his one shot to make some noise. And to be quite honest, he did. I mean, won Big Ten Rookie of the Year, uh, Freshman of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, or Player of the Year. It was it was great. I think Cassius Winston won Player of the Year. But anyways, Freshman of the Year was Iggy. Uh, he improved his uh, three-point shot. He's now like a 41 free uh three-point shooter that was not the case before he got to Michigan so he's improved his skill there I think he'll be he'll be a good pro he'll slow come up but he'll be good Charles Matthews I think is built for it uh Charles Matthews had a a disappointing end only because I still think he was somewhat hurt or coming back from an injury so I think he'll do well the only one that I'm not sure about is Jordan Poole um because I think he would be best served with one more year. But if he's going into the NBA draft, from what I've heard, uh, that he and his parents were not happy with how the fan base treated him, as in some of the criticisms, I would say right there that tells me if that is true. Now, I don't know if that's true, but if it is... He's not ready. He's not mentally ready. And that was my major complaint about this basketball team uh, towards the mid to late run of this basketball team this season was they weren't mentally tough. Uh, And I think that proves it. If he has a hard time and he wants to run from the Michigan fan base who can love him or criticize him and he's going to go into the NBA, well, then he better hope he gets into a place like New Orleans that really doesn't care about their team or maybe a Salt Lake City or uh, some small fan base or some small market that uh no one really pays attention but if he gets drafted by chicago or the knicks or brooklyn or any one of these big market teams he's going to have a shocking bit of life change if he thinks he's going to leave the michigan fan base who criticized him and he's going to step into the big time and not get criticized so that just i hope that's not the truth uh but he's in for a rude awakening if that's one of the reasons why he left to go into the pros. Uh, my opinion, but I think he could have done one more year and been the man at Michigan next year and then been an easily a first-round draft pick. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a second-rounder. Uh, so I'm going to still hold out hope that he comes back. Uh, and if that was the reason why he was leaving, I hope uh, he he just thinks it through and I, he just comes back and really gets to be a better person and a better player for it, you know? Um, so, Oh, and one more thing for all of us who have to take shit from Michigan state fans, because we didn't get as far as they did. Let's here's a little nugget that you can give all Michigan state fans who want to say that they're the basketball school in Michigan and that we're full of shit right now. Tom Izzo, from the 2013 on till now, has put in six players into the NBA draft. Six. And up until that point, he mainly deals with four- and five-star recruits. Uh, Beeline, who now is starting to deal with a lot of just four- and five recruits, right? Four- and five-star recruits, has put in seven players into the NBA. So even though we're not even a basketball school, we are still dominating well, we're still beating little brother in basketball when it comes to putting kids into the pros. So 
What are you going to do? Yeah, it was a disappointing season. Oh, well, screw it. We'll move on. Now we'll just talk merely about football, which I'm super happy to talk about. Um, I had planned on going to the spring game. I had it circled. I had the time off. I had everything I needed. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, life doesn't always work out that way. My uncle's wife passed away uh, a couple days before the spring game. And I was, I've been helping out my father, my uncle, get some things taken care of. I almost had to fly out to Denver to actually do some stuff. So it's been kind of a stressful point in time. I also had a very close friend of mine pass away uh, just actually yesterday. Uh, it was shocking. We went to high school together, so it was kind of an eye-opener. So, yeah, I've had some things going on, to be quite honest. So I unfortunately wasn't able to make the spring game. But... This is why I always say, guys, go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook, like it, be a part of it, because through that, I have gotten some fantastic information about how the spring game went, some really in-depth fan uh, fan thoughts, you know what I mean? I'm not going to give you what Wolverine Wire or 24-7 or any of those other people say. Now, maybe this might be like information because you know i think we have some of the smartest fans around so if you're a maniac it's because you love it and i want to give a shout out to uh to my buddy cornell james that boy just came up big with some information was fantastic and this is just some of the notes from all the different people that i have heard from now we're going to go into this uh Before this started, I was very curious about, and I would have been paying attention to, a few positions, all right? Mainly the wide receiver spot. Uh, I wanted to see what Sanders still was going to be like. I also wanted to see what Ben Van Sumeren or Van Sumeren would be because he was a beast in high school. Uh, You do any little bit of uh, research on this kid, and it is littered with how great he was. And plus, he is a physical specimen. Even when he was in high school, uh, he was... I mean, he looked like he'd been carved out of stone. This kid is for real. So I wanted to see how he ran. Um, I really wasn't worried too much about the running back position and hold just because, I don't know, to be honest, this uh, speed and space, uh, it's going to be great for the wide receivers, and our running backs are going to get it, but I think it's going to take them time. Like, True Wilson, I hear, didn't do very well. Uh, Van Sumeren kind of had the the Higdon run style, hit the middle of the line and hope for the best. Uh, but this, then again, this is the spring game, so you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so I wasn't expecting much from the running backs, and apparently that's what we got. So also, I wanted to see which quarterback was going to stand out. Now, I might have had a different opinion, but from all the different reports I I got, it all seemed to say that you could look at uh, Shea and Dylan did very well, but they looked very similar. Uh, Milton, rocket arm, still has some judgment issues, still reading the defense a little, 
Uh, here he really threw a laser interception to somebody. But then again, he had a great pass to Sanders still. And it, uh, I, so I hear he, he had a mixed day. So expect it. I mean, the kid's going to get it, and he's going to be fantastic, I think. But the one that I was actually surprised to hear um, did well, and I heard this from numerous people, so I would assume it's correct, is that Cade McNamara is – the deal i guess he's really putting it together as a true freshman so it's really encouraging to know that our our quarterback room is super deep it also kind of scares me because we we're probably going to lose one of them now obviously we're going to lose peters because he's on he's ranked fifth on the depth chart uh under and after kate mcnamara so there's there's some problems there. I would assume Peters is looking is still uh, looking for a team to transfer to. Uh, I'll be honest. I think whatever team gets him is lucky. I I think he suffers from one thing, and that was a we had an awful offensive line, and he got crushed for some bad decisions. But when you're running for your life, I just I just sometimes don't think that you can make the right decision. You know, you're just looking to self-preservate, you know, yourself there before you get killed. So I think uh, Brandon Peters gets a, a raw deal in this. So I would love to see him go somewhere where he could really shine. And I, I think I've said this numerous times. I, I would love to see him go to Purdue. I think that is the ideal spot for that kid. And I would love to see something like that happen for him. Uh, so Cade really showing out, which is good. Uh, Eric All, uh, I didn't know much about this kid, but from every report I have heard from uh, from you maniacs that have filled me in is that Eric All looks like he's the deal. Now, he's super skinny, apparently. He's uh, only like 215, 216 pounds, not big for a tight end, any, you know, so he's going to need some uh, definite seasoning, some roasting around, you know what I mean, gaining that weight. But uh, running routes, hands, I, apparently he's the deal. So our future is bright with Eric All. Um, the, oh, Sanders still, uh, great route runner, apparently looks electric. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything more. Uh, this kid, if you look at any of his tape, eh, he's phenomenal. I mean, I'm super excited to see what he can do, especially now with Giles Jackson coming in soon. He is going to get 100% pushed for that starting spot. But, I mean, I think whatever Sanders still did or was able to do by, by enrolling early, I think uh, – completely helped him i mean this kid is a rocket right now in in hype so and he's he's backing it up i've even i've seen on instagram this is how uh i saw some of the footage the some of the routes he ran some of the catches he's caught he's looking good man uh I know our defense is still kind of new. We've got Vincent Gray starting opposite Amory Thomas. So I'm sure there's a lot there going on that, you know, indecision. Uh, but I still think in the slot, this kid, we needed somebody like this. We really did, uh, especially when you're going to have those three beasts of Collins, DPJ, and Black. And I heard Black looked fucking great today, so that's really good news because this is about the same time every year he likes to hurt himself. So that's good to know that he did not hurt himself this practice, that he's doing well. Uh 
I just, I, I really do. I think the slot is going to be a huge position for us this year. And I'm going to assume that's going to open up everything. And uh, if the best thing that we get is the Patriots type offense where Shea or whoever's back there is hitting up the slot and throwing it deep to the, the, to the main wide receivers and then using the run as like a little uh, spice to it all. I, I think that's, that's all we can ask for. And I think that's, exactly what we should want and i really do believe that's the formula that is going to get us a big 10 title this year i i am the more i read about these young kids the more i am completely uh at ease and i feel good about these kids because all the stuff you ever read the the years before they would get in early they were mediocre about the weight room. They weren't all in yet about working hard. And as soon as these kids this year got in, it was all about, I'm in the weight room. I'm doing this. You can't stop me from doing this. I want to do this. I want to be a part of that. And it's just the eagerness to work hard and just the excitement that is now a part of Michigan offense again that I'm very excited about. I read an article about uh Harbaugh and Gaddis on a trip. I'm sure most of you have read that same article about how Harbaugh broke it down to him about how this is your offense, Gaddis. You do this, you do that. And I think it's very encouraging because I really do believe that Harbaugh has seen the error of his ways when it comes to play calling. And he truly needs to uh, change, you know, like really move his game to the next and that's being that ceo i know it's kind of a ridiculous thought to think that harbaugh listens to this podcast but i'll tell you there have been other podcasts other michigan podcasts that that said it was crazy for for harbaugh to ever go to the ceo type of coaching because that he's never done it before he never will do it blah 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 and i've always stated and especially towards the end of this season, that Harbaugh needs to change. And uh, it sounds like he got my message. <laughs> I doubt that he listens. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just good timing. But I've been a big fan of Harbaugh being a CEO because I truly believe with how talented and how smart he is about the game that it is truly being wasted by doing play calling. You just don't need to do it anymore. Play calling should be for up-and-coming uh, offensive minds and coordinators to make their spot so they so therefore they can be uh, noticed for head coaching jobs. Head coaches don't need to be calling plays. They just don't. They have too many other things to worry about throughout a game, throughout a season, throughout a practice than what play they're going to be calling. Let, trust that you as the CEO hired the right people to put us in the right positions to win games. And I think he's finally doing that. And I'm excited about what Gaddis is going to do about this offense. It's going to take some time from what it sounds like for them to get, you know, be hitting on all cylinders, which is completely understandable because it is April. We don't even see them play until September. We've got at least four more months. So it's good to see that 
some of the younger guys are really stepping up, like uh, Cade McNown, an Eric All, a Sammer still. And then we still haven't even gotten to the, the defense. Now, we all know the defense was going to be the thing that was going to be mainly in question this year. And that's because of the key losses we sustained to the NFL. But good losses, you know. We really, I mean, the more players that go in the NFL only makes us look that much better as an organization or as a school, a program, whatever. And the main thing that I was worried about was not so much the defensive line, but the defensive tackle spots because we were hit hardest there the the most with especially Solomon leaving um, and when you hurt right now, uh, I know. I mean, I'm sorry. And when he's the guard, I'm talking about Dwumfort. My bad. My bad. Dwumfort's hurt. Solomon's gone. Uh, we lost, you know, uh, Brian Monet, things of that. I mean, quality kids that are now not in the program any longer. But from what I heard, Mozzie Smith and Ojabo are massive men. Their fitness isn't that great right now because they were breathing hard only after a couple of plays, but big run-stopping dudes. So that makes me feel very, very good knowing that in April, their fitness isn't great, okay, but their size is perfect. They're hitting the – they're stopping the run because from what I heard, the run didn't look that good today. Um that's important. That says a lot about the, the defensive tackles. Whenever a run game looks bad, it's never because of the edge rusher. It's always because the defensive tackles are plugging holes and stopping that running back to find that either lane or cutback lane to get through. And then that means our linebackers are filling the other holes. That is fantastic. I'd love to hear that. Chris Hinton isn't even in camp yet. So you get him... Mozzie Smith and Ojabo in the middle, mixing in with uh, Jeter and uh, Carlo Kemp. And then you put uh, Luigi Villain, I think might be an edge rusher at this point. So you just get those kids mixing in. I'm telling you, our defensive line is going to be fantastic come September. Uh, I would love to have another grad transfer just, just to kind of subside those worries. But... I really do. I have faith. Mozzie Smith, Chris Hinton, Ajabo, uh, Carlo Kemp, and uh, Devin Jeter are going to be just as formidable, if, even if we didn't have the the, tra- the grad transfer. I can't wait to see what our edge rushers do. I think our defensive line is going to end up being one of our more positive spots. Uh I don't know what we're going to be doing with our our linebackers. That's always a curious thing. Is Ross the guy? Is Cam McGrone going to step up? Is Gill? Did he did he finally win some people over? Because uh, we need some guys to help out when it when it comes to our our Viper position as well. Uh, and then two, I heard Vincent Gray looked great as a as a cornerback. Still has some things to work on, but overall, I heard he did very well. Uh, Amory Thomas. He's our shutdown guy. I can't wait to see what this kid does. Daxon Hill's not even in camp yet. So I think our defense is going to be top five again. I really do. Uh, From the clips I saw, it looked like our defense was pretty quick still. So I I don't think there's much for us to worry about right now. I think, yeah, it should have been a full game. So this way the Big Ten Network could have filmed it and I could have watched it. But... uh, 
I think we're in a very good spot right now. I think the guys who are coming along need to be coming along. Uh, we need to work on our running game, but I think the running game will only improve with the more that the offense gets instilled. I think these guys are still trying to figure it out. And I'm telling you, Van Sum, Van Sumstrand, I th- or Van Sumrin, or I might have to look up his last name because I really can't wait to see what this kid does. I am excited to see what he does. Uh, Plus, Charbonnet looks uh, yeah, he, got, he looks healthy, he looks big. He was walking around, I guess, today. People were very impressed with his physique. So that's a good, that's a very good sign. So hopefully he'll be up and running by the time, you know, real practices start here. Uh, also, Sean Nua uh, coming in and really impressing and winning over his defensive line uh, players. So that's always a plus. Uh, from what I was told, you can tell that the players and his relationship is fantastic. Like, they really love and respect this guy already. That's nothing but good news. So this way we don't have to worry about bitch tits anymore, Madison. And he can go fuck himself with the whole the team up there, blah, blah, fuck off, Madison. Uh, or Matson. Let's, let's go show you how little respect I have for that dude anymore. I don't even bother to know his name. But it was good to see Aiden Hutchinson talking about how he felt that was a punch in the stomach. I think now it is getting into their heads that we need to have a hate and a disrespect for Ohio State. Because that's when you kick people's asses. Is when you fucking can't stand them and you want to show how much you disrespect them to their face. And I can't wait for that. I think that we're all on the right track for this. All our coaches are younger. All our coaches no longer want to daydream of being Ohio State defensive line coaches or help out their buddy Urban Meyer, any of that shit. None of them are going to give over the secrets to what we're going to be doing because I'm about 90% sure Madison did that or Matson did that bullshit. Um, I just, I... I, I think we're I think everything right now is so we're so ready for a great run in this next season. I, I don't I get so excited just to be let down, but I'll tell you, I don't think there's any other way to do it when it comes to Michigan football. You gotta be all in, loving them every second, because I really do see the efforts made by the coaches to do this. Uh, from Harbaugh, just the Harbaugh thing alone. I mean, really think about that. Harbaugh had been successful at two different colleges by doing what he did, right? Like calling the plays, being restrictive, being that overall guiding force that he thought he should be. He went into the NFL, changed around an awful team, took them to the Super Bowl, and was one or two plays away from winning that Super Bowl. And he comes into Michigan, can't do it anymore for whatever reason. The game's changed, whatever have you. And he is smart and within himself to say, I can't do this anymore. I need to change some things. And look what he's doing. I mean, that alone should get us excited about the future and the direction in which Michigan football is going. If he can truly keep hands off and let Gaddis run this offense... I can't wait. I think we're going to be explosive. I think we're going to win the Big Ten easily. I really do. I think we're going to smash everyone, and I think it's going to be one hell of a fucking game. 
in the big house this year when Ohio State comes and we're going to smack some bitches around. I really do. I think we're just going to let them have it. Uh, but I said that last year, but I also think that we had a snake in the midst. I think somebody was giving up some secrets. Because uh, like I said before, it's hard for me to believe that our defensive line was getting home on Wisconsin's offensive line, Penn State's offensive line, two really big, really talented offensive lines. And then we couldn't get home all day against Ohio State. Something there doesn't does not make sense. And every time we changed up something, they knew exactly what else to do. I don't know, man. Maybe the calls, maybe what calls we were get, we were going to call were given over early. They knew what we were going to do. I don't know. But it's just really weird that we would have such trouble when every other college was just shredding that Ohio State offensive line. Maryland was shredding that offensive line. But we couldn't? There's something too fishy there, man. There's just something too fishy. And then all of a sudden, bitch tits leaves and goes to Ohio State at the end of the season. And then you have that thing in Dallas where he is laughing with his other Ohio State coaches, screaming, go blue. And then he's already referring to us as that team up north. You know what I mean? Like, the North remembers, I hate to get all Game of Thronesy, but the North remembers Greyjoy, and we're gonna fuck you up this year. And I'm telling you, there's going to we're gonna be Ramsey Bolton cutting off you know what, kid. That's done. We're gonna do this this year. We're winning our big we're winning our first Big Ten title under under uh Jimmy Boy, and we're gonna have a playoff appearance. Now I don't know where that gets us after that, but I'm telling you, we're winning the Big Ten this year. I may come to eat those words, but I'm telling you, I'm believing it all hook, line, and sinker. So I think this is just a different team with a different outlook, and I think they have something to prove. So if Don Brown can just switch up a few things, I think that we're going to be great. I, I really do. I think we have more speed than we have ever had on the defense and in the, in the, in the key positions because as good as our defense was last year, Kennel was slow, and so was uh, Watson. And we we got lucky a lot of the times that they weren't exposed. But when the plays were given over and the other team had our playbook, they really exposed how bad those two players were or just how slow they were. We don't have that problem anymore. We may be inexperienced, but we're not going to be slow. And speed always makes up for an inexperience, if you ask me. Because that's one thing you can't teach. So... Uh, I'm going to get out of here, guys, but uh, I'm sorry I wasn't at that game. I really wanted to be there, but sometimes life just doesn't dictate it, you know. Uh, but I can't wait. Uh, the, once the season starts, you can guarantee there's. I'm going to be doing at least two podcasts every week. You got the big game pregame, and you got the reaction episode. I may also throw a third one in there. I haven't decided, but I want to give you guys as much content as possible. Um, if no, if nobody else on my family dies this year, I plan on making a Michigan game. It'll be an early one, so there'll be a guarantee win. Uh, but I'm excited. This is the season we do something. And we all need to get behind Harbaugh. We need to believe in Harbaugh. We need to believe in our young guys. And you know what? Let's even believe in Shea Patterson. Because this offense is 
is made for him. And if he can't do it this year, he'll never be able to do it. But I'm telling you, we have so many quarterbacks that even if he hits a snag, we're good. I have no doubts that we're going to... Shit, if Cade McNamara... I mean, he could come in and just be a bad motherfucker. So we are there. We are just no rebuilding anymore. This is just plug and go, baby. Plug and go. So I'm super excited. So let's see where that takes us. Uh, Like I always tell you guys, man, um, it is good. It is good to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.